Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. In 1924, Witness Lee was dynamically saved by the Lord as a young man in his native China, and he promptly consecrated the rest of his life to the gospel. He co-labored with Watchman Nee for parts of the next three decades, and in 1962, Witness Lee was led by the Lord to come to the United States. During his 35 years of service to the Lord in America, he ministered in weekly meetings and weekend conferences, delivering thousands of spoken messages. Much of his speaking has since been published as more than 400 titles, many of which have been translated into numerous foreign languages. He gave his last public conference in February 1997 at the age of 91. We're happy today to be able to bring you recorded excerpts from his speaking and encourage you to contact us if you have any further questions or comments. Please send email to radio at lsm.org. Now, let's join today's program. In the middle chapters of Jeremiah, the Lord is condemning and chastising the kings and prophets of Israel for how they had so fully turned their backs on him. Listen to this verse from chapter 22. I spoke to you in your prosperity, but you said, I will not listen. This has been your way from your youth that you have not listened to my voice. But despite how this must have deeply offended the very God that had brought them through so much and had proven himself to them again and again, it's in the midst of his exposing how utterly unrighteous his people had become that he offers the most hopeful and encouraging promise. When through the prophet Jeremiah, just a few verses later, we hear, Indeed, days are coming, declares Jehovah, when I will raise up to David a righteous shoot. And he will reign as king and act prudently and will execute justice and righteousness in the land. Bob Danker has joined us for a most uh, encouraging portion of Jeremiah to be able to uh, talk about today. Bob, welcome back. I'm glad to be back, Chris. Actually, it's very uh, good to have such an encouraging portion in this rather discouraging book. The whole book, as we know, Jeremiah prophesies again and again, speaking for God, exposing how the people had forsaken God, had turned away from him, and gone after idols, right. and as a result had become evil and immoral, unrighteous to the uttermost, uh, really good for nothing but God's judgment. And yet God patiently, through the prophet, is doing his utmost to call them to come back to him. And here in the midst of this portrait of evil <laughs> that uh, is is presented concerning the children of Israel, we have this prophecy yeah. concerning a righteous shoot who will come out of David's household. And because of this shoot, God will be able to restore the fallen and degraded Israel. A clear reference in this prophecy to the coming Lord Jesus, for sure, in his incarnation is we will maybe get a chance to talk about more today. There's another aspect that is also seen here that is maybe uh, was not seen that clearly even at the time by the prophets and maybe has not been seen all that clearly through the ages even by us in the New Testament as we look back on these things. But it, one, one thing that strikes me as we begin this program today, it, it's like the Lord was just fully stripping away any even pretense of righteousness that you know Israel might have had at that time when he is about to reveal 
the coming righteous one. And in the very next verse, which we'll see also later, he's even called Jehovah our righteousness. So, yeah, and this is often our experience, isn't it? Before we can fully appreciate Christ as our righteousness. That's right, Chris. It's often against a rather dark background that God reveals Christ as the one who meets his need and our need. This is a wonderful thing. Well, why don't we join uh, Witness Lee as we look at this portion, and we'll get a chance to talk some more. A special portion covered by three chapters, 21, 22, 23. Jehovah will raise up to David a righteous shoot that is Christ, who will reign as king and act prudently and will execute judgment and righteousness in the Holy Land. This is a very, very important item. In the coming restoration, Christ will come as the shoot of David. That means as the uh, descendant of David. But here, Jeremiah didn't use the word descendant. Descendant only indicates that Christ is a human being, born of uh, the descendant of David. That's all. But it doesn't imply any thought, any notion of life, but shoot of David. Number one indicates his humanity, a descendant of David. Number two indicates life is implied. A shoot is a new sprout of a dead and cut tree. Here is a big tree. You cut it at the bottom of the stem, then leaving a part of the stem in the earth. After a while, something new as a new sprout springs out of that dead stem. This was exactly what happened to David. His royal family was like a big tree, but due to the fall, due to the evil things from Solomon to all their descendants. God has cut them off. The entire tree was cut off. And that cutting was done mainly by Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon. So all the descendants of David were exiled away to Babylon and the royal family was through. The whole tree was cut off only with a small part left in the earth. Then, after the time when Christ was born, a new sprout, a new fresh thing comes out of that cut stem. This implies very much of life. It grows, it spreads, it gets to the point that he could be the king to rule and he could act prudently. Uh, Bob, a very significant point here. The Lord did not describe the coming one as just a descendant of David, but this shoot out of David. And we heard Witness Lee uh, even use this term, the shoot out of the stump 
of David. We don't see that language in Jeremiah, but it is in the uh, Old Testament somewhere, isn't it? It is. In fact, it's in uh, Isaiah chapter 11, verse 1. There Isaiah prophesied that Christ would come as a sprout out of the stump of Jesse, uh-huh. and Jesse was David's father. Right. So the picture here is very, very wonderful. You know, the house of David, the kingdom of Israel with David and his family as the kings ruling on the throne. Yeah, that's the royal a, family of the Israel. the royal family yeah. of Israel, and that royal family at one time was like a flourishing tree, you know, with tall, with many branches and leaves. Yeah, it was a right. beautiful thing, David and his kingdom. But eventually... According to the Old Testament history, we realize that that kingdom, after Solomon built the temple, that kingdom became degraded because Solomon took the lead under the uh, seducing or enticing of his foreign wives to worship idols. And this brought in many evil things, and the history of Israel took a very negative turn at that point. So eventually, in about 600 years before the birth of Christ, God came in through the Babylonians under Nebuchadnezzar, and he cut down that tree, that flourishing tree, the royal house of David, and carried away the king to Babylon and many of the people to Babylon. And uh, that flourishing tree became a stump in the ground. Wow! It was God's uh, sovereignty and God's wisdom not to dig up the stump. God (laughs) still needed the stump. Right. So he left it in the ground. That means that the house of David and the family of David was in a very low, humiliated situation. Something dead, just barely sticking up out of the ground. You can see the, the low and humiliated situation here. But God had already determined that even though he would cut down this flourishing tree, that out of the stump of that tree, a shoot would come out, something fresh and living and full of life. And that shoot, we know, is Jesus Christ. Um, Contrast for just a moment, the difference between just a mere descendant and, as uh, Jeremiah describes, a shoot. Well, of course, descendant just means one who follows another one, but a shoot symbolizes life and the freshness of life. When you have a shoot, that means something fresh and living comes out of a situation of death. So the household of David was in a real situation of death, and Christ came out of the descendants of David to be a living sprout that was going to carry out something for God in the way of life, not in the way of something powerful like a miraculous and mighty acts but in the way of life. And this would bring in the restoration to the nation of Israel. So these uh, several hundred years, some 600 years later, when the Lord Jesus is manifested uh, on the earth in Bethlehem, the city of David, the situation there, uh, all of the earthly majesty and glory of this uh, kingdom of David had really been stripped away, hadn't it? And a stump is a very appropriate sort of a pictorial representation of uh, all that remained. You could tell there had been something there that was quite magnificent, but the the remnant uh, was not much. That's right. And this is the situation as we come to the opening of the New Testament. The people of Israel were under the domination of Rome. Right. Uh, there was no real nation of Israel and no king. Not really. But out of that situation and in that situation of humiliation, Christ was born. 
And that, of course, reference from the Old Testament, clearly seen in a number of places, but uh, one we would like to pick up because it's such a graphic portrayal of what is about to happen in Micah chapter 5, verse 2. A lot of Bible students memorize this verse, I think. It's such a good uh, Old Testament prophecy. But you, O Bethlehem, Ephrathah, so little to be among the thousands of Judah, from you there will come forth to me he who is to be ruler in Israel, and his goings forth are from ancient times, from the days of eternity. Wonderful uh, prophecy. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go back to Witness Lee, Bob. Today, we're in the New Testament. Christ did come 2,000 years ago as a little sprout. By that time, the big tree was away. Only the last part left in the earth. But out of a sudden, the descendants of David on two sides. On Mary's side, that is on the line of Nathan, one of David's sons. Then on the other line of Joseph, Joseph was a descendant of Solomon. And Solomon was also a son of David. So David, two sons, Solomon and Nathan. Solomon produces the husband, and Nathan produces the uh, wife. And Christ came to be conceived, not through Joseph as the father, but through Holy Spirit. So what was conceived in Mary was something divine, something holy. But by that time, Mary was betrothed to Joseph in that kind of situation. Caesar Augustus decreed to have a kind of a counting of the people, census. That was carried out. By that time, both Mary, the conceiving mother, and Joseph, they came back to Bethlehem. At that time, Christ was born. Then, due to persecution of Herod, Christ escaped to Egypt. Then they returned to Nazareth, and they were there. There was such a sprout raised up by God, but the time was not ripe for him to bring the kingdom of God to be exercised on this earth. So he was living there as a human being for 30 years. Then he came out to minister. Then he was put on the cross to accomplish God's redemption. Then he was raised up from the dead to be in resurrection as the life-giving spirit. This is the very precious, sweet, Excellent, marvelous point of Jeremiah's book. Well, I think we all agree. Uh, this is really the very precious, sweet, excellent, and marvelous point of this book, isn't it, Bob? It certainly is, Chris. You know, the prophecy in chapter 23 that we read a moment ago, let me go back and, and look at it here. Indeed, days are coming when I will raise up to David a righteous shoot, and he will reign as king and act prudently and will execute justice and righteousness in the land. Actually, it seems that there are two things here that are implied. One, of course, the coming uh, of Christ as this uh, shoot coming forth, but we don't see him yet reigning and executing judgment in the land, do we? How do you explain this? Well, Chris, you know, Jeremiah's prophecy here, as you pointed out, really refers to the situation that will be in the millennium after the second coming of Christ. At that time, 
Christ will be righteousness, the righteousness of God to the Jews, to the remnant of Israel. And he will, of course, reign in the millennium over the entire earth. So the whole earth will be his kingdom during the 1,000 years of the millennium. But he reigns from uh, Jer- from Jerusalem, doesn't he? Uh, he reigns from Jerusalem. So actually, he actually physically comes to be on the earth and to bring God's kingdom to the earth. So he becomes the king. And as the king, he executes righteousness and justice in the land, that is, in the holy land, the land of Israel. This is a prophecy concerning Christ's second coming or concerning the restoration uh-huh. of the millennium. But before that time, Christ, as you pointed out, Christ is born, comes forth out of this cut-down tree Uh that was in a lowly situation through Mary uh, and through the conception of the Holy Spirit in the womb of the Virgin Mary. Uh, This wonderful God-man, Jesus Christ, is born. And then what Jeremiah doesn't mention is that this shoot had to live a human life on the earth for more than 30 years. Then he had to die to accomplish God's redemption. Then he has to resurrect to become the life-giving spirit. And then he has to enter into all God's chosen people during the age of grace, which is now 2,000 years since his resurrection, Mm -hmm. to build up the church as the body of Christ so that he can come back and fulfill Jeremiah's prophecy in relation to Israel. All of this is there, but Jeremiah, of course, wasn't so clear about all these details. So he simply prophesied concerning Christ's coming as a shoot and concerning Christ reigning as a king and executing righteousness and justice in the land of Israel during the millennium. So likely to his realization there, these two things may have uh, been one thing. And in a sense, they are one thing, but there is this uh, time separation. And uh, praise the Lord for that, because it's in this separation of time that we get an opportunity. That's right. The Old Testament prophets were not clear about the 2,000 years of the church age, during which time God saved many, many Gentiles. We are included. Thank the Lord for that. (laughs) And then we participate in Christ before the Jews as a whole, will participate in Christ at the end of this age. That participation, in part, is what our last section is uh, devoted to today. In the following verse, which we alluded to a while ago, verse uh, 6 in chapter 23, says, And this is his name by which he will be called Jehovah our righteousness. So Jesus really is Jehovah our righteousness. And as the Gentiles who have come in by faith and grace... We have been enjoying him as our righteousness for these 2,000 years, but the Jews have not yet had this opportunity. But a day comes when they, too, will be ushered into the same uh, enjoyment and grace and benefit and blessing. Exactly. Wonderful. Well, here's our final portion. Christ is presented here as a living, fresh, a new descendant of David. This Christ, he has a name. What name? Jehovah, our righteousness. So this indicates this sprout, this young descendant of David, was just Jehovah. He was not a small man. He was Jehovah, who created the heaven and earth, who selected Abraham, and who set up the race of Israel. David called him Lord. Not only so, 
Jehovah has become the righteousness to his people. His people has become miserable, rotten. Nothing among his people could be considered as a kind of righteousness. There's not such a thing. Just ruin, rottenness, evil, fornication. But all of a sudden, a sprout rises up to David. And this one is Jehovah. And he comes to be the righteousness of God to the people. So on the one hand, God knew by that time what he was doing. He was judging, he was condemning, he was punishing, chastising all his people. On the other hand, God was care. He intended to come, to be incarnate, to be a sprout to David for the purpose that he could be his people's righteousness. How could such an evil race be restored? No possibility, but because Christ came as the righteousness. So due to this, they will be restored. Christ died on the cross, shedding his blood to wash away the sin of God's people to accomplish the redemption. And based upon this redemption, the righteous God can justify his people. So all his people under this redemption, God justified by not only standing on the redemption of Christ, but also receiving Christ as God to be their righteousness. You know, Bob, you have to just worship the Lord, don't you? What else is there to say after such a revelation? It's tremendous. While God was condemning, condemning. his people and preparing to bring in the Babylonian army to wipe them out, he was speaking to them about something that he would do in the future. And he told them that he himself would become a shoot out of the stump of David to be born as a man and eventually to become the very righteousness of his people. Wow. This is a tremendous thing. The thing that Israel lacked was righteousness. There was no righteousness in the land of Israel. And no, it seemed like no possibility. And no possibility to have anything that was right with God in that land. But God had a plan, and he knew exactly what he was doing, and he already had the intention to be born as a human being, a man, a descendant of David, and then to live on the earth, die to accomplish redemption, and be resurrected to be the life-giving spirit so that when we, the chosen ones of God, believe in him, standing on his redemption, God justifies us, he declares us to be righteous, and then he himself, as the righteous one, enters into us to become our very righteousness, not only covering us outwardly, but also living in us inwardly to make us righteous and even to make us righteousness. This is God's way of uh, saving his people from all their evil and unrighteousness. Yes. It reminds me of when we were in the life study of Second Corinthians, uh, I think it's chapter 5, 20 or 21. 
he became sin that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Exactly. Wow. This is marvelous. It's the gospel. It's the gospel. And it's God's economy. That's right. God was actually preaching the gospel here, telling the people that he would come to do something for them so that they could be restored. Wow. Bob, this is certainly a high point in this uh, life study of Jeremiah. We've got uh, another segment, particularly when we touch this matter of the new covenant in chapter 33. Uh, But there's a few of these peaks, and uh, really we almost touch them in every program because they are so vital to really seeing this book and having a good, clear understanding. Obviously, the the matter in chapter 2 about forsaking uh, Jehovah as the fountain of living waters, and this matter of the coming shoot of righteousness, and then the new covenant. These really give us the the bird's eye view and a much clearer, better understanding of such a book, don't they? That's right, Chris. Well, our time is up. I just hope you've enjoyed this program half as much as I have. I've really, really experienced the Lord's presence and grace today, and uh, your fellowship has been marvelous. Thanks, Bob. Well, it's a pleasure to be with you, Chris. Let's give you our toll-free number. We hope you would uh, contact us. We'd love to give you the opportunity to get the printed Life Study messages. Our toll-free number, 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888 888- Five four three three seven eight eight. For Bob Danker, I'm Chris Wild. Thank you very much for listening today. Do you want to know the deeper truths of the Bible? Wish you could attend a Bible study, but just don't have the time. Well, if you enjoyed this program, then we invite you to visit our website at lsmradio.com. From there, you'll find programs on every book of the Bible and all free of charge. These programs will not only give you a more profound understanding of the scriptures, but also refresh and revitalize your daily Christian walk. From our website, you can download the MP3 files, stream them live, or subscribe to the podcast. Again, all free of charge. Once more, that website, lsmradio.com. Thanks for listening.